Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists. I'm Annie McGrath and this week I'm joined by one of my favourite comedians, Fern Brady. We talk about our first gig together, her pervy art teacher her hatred for abstract art, as well as various artists, including Scottish writer and artist Alistair Gray. We also talk about how Fern's podcast made national news this week. So listen out for that. Um, Fern chose for us to draw a school photo of her from when she was about 10 and looked like Harry Potter. Um, To see mine and Fern's portraits, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at secretartpod. And let us know what you think of our art. Also, why not do your own drawings and send them in? Always love it when people draw along whilst listening. Enjoy the episode. Can you taste whatever you're drinking? Um, or is yeah. It, is it water? I, feel, I think I had it when I came back from South Africa. Um, because everything tasted disgusting. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Which I don't normally get. That's okay. Um, right, I've written an introduction for you. Quite formal, this. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm joined today by Fern Brady, an exceptional comedian whose TV appearances include Live at the Apollo, Frankie Boyle's New World Order, Roast Battle, Stand Up Sketch Show, 8 Out of 10 Cats, Russell Howard's Stand Up Central, Jonathan Ross's Comedy Club, and loads more. Fern is a regular on BBC Radio 4 and has her own podcast, Wheel of Misfortune, on BBC Sounds, which she co-hosts with comedian Alison Spittle. Fern has told me that she's very good at drawing, but uh, she, she hates visual art and visiting galleries because she dated an artist for a long time, which went badly. Um, so I'm excited about hearing more. Hello, Fern. Hey, that makes my career sound great. Your career is great. I was like, oh, where's, this sounds amazing. Yeah. And now we're just all, I'm just, I've sat in a cupboard most of this year. <laughs> um, yeah, that all sounds accurate for um, the drawing, but with very limited materials today. Yeah, so what are you drawing with today? Uh, some colouring pencils, uh, because I can't find my proper pencils and artist's pad. That's fine. Are I you just going to draw on? Drawing. Are you just drawing on the walls, or what have you got to draw on? Uh, I've got some printer paper that the cat chewed on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so this is going to be a challenge. But I was really into art when I was a child. Yeah. And a teenager, and then we had this art teacher that massaged our shoulders, so no one <laughs> went on to do um, the Scottish equivalent at A level art. Oh God! Did he turn out to be, you know? A pedophile? Probably. I've, I haven't um, checked up on him, but uh, he 
everyone, it was a class full of girls, hmm. and my uh, standard grade, standard grades like GCSE, my standard grade art exam got used as the exemplar for all of Scotland. <gasps> it was a drawing of my face. Have you got it? And uh, <laughs> I haven't got it, but I've seen it since because my grandparents framed it, and it in hindsight it looks like that the napoleon dynamite portrait <laughs> like i remember it as being like amazing yeah um but yeah so i wanted to do more art mm. uh and then the teacher just kept massaging our shoulders so none of us went on to do it oh my god because i told my parents and they were my dad was like just put a brick in your school bag and hit him with it or <laughs> some really stupid advice such a uh, scottish response <laughs> yeah really stupid so you're the best artist in scotland then if you're used as the sort of default example well yeah for that age group or i was <laughs> you were There's probably someone else being used as the example now um so i love the photo you've sent <laughs> do you want to explain to the listeners what we're going to be drawing today just my school picture because i figured I don't want to put myself at a disadvantage because the only thing I think I'm good at is drawing faces mm -hmm. close up. So it's a picture of my face. But the hard bit, I think, is going to be that I have glasses on and um, my teeth are a bit wonky. So that'll be... I, I find open mouths hard to draw. Yeah, teeth are a nightmare. Um, but also, you look like Harry Potter. Should we talk about that? Background glasses and was really uh, geeky looking when I was a kid. I've just remembered about drawing open mouths. Yeah. My best friend at primary school had like massive buck teeth hmm. and she was she was really stupid as well. So I remember her mouth would just drop open all the time because she was dumb. <laughs> like a cartoon. So whenever I was <laughs> whenever I was drawing her in class, I would be like, can you just close your mouth a bit? So it's not like really hard to draw. Um, should we start drawing it then? I don't know. I might zoom in quite close then to look at the um, try and get the mouth. Yeah, I'm just gonna get something to lean on. Yeah, and um, I've been enjoying your podcast as well, Fern. Wheel of Misfortune. Thanks for listening. How does it feel to be in the, the Daily Mail as the sign of the sort of decline of the BBC and civilization? Um, this is so crazy. So on Friday night, Alison, that I do my podcast with, was over for dinner. Yeah. And uh, we were like, we just need a controversy. Uh, we just need like a mild controversy in the Daily Mail so we can get more listeners. <laughs> and uh, she got she got home from my house and she was like, you're not going to believe this, and sent me that we were in the Daily Mail um, saying that it was wasting license free payers money oh my uh, because God. we talked about shitting ourselves and then they got a Tory MP to give a comment on it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that we talk about sex uh, sex acts and poor related mishaps <laughs> and to be fair we'd just done an episode that day about shagging ghosts and people that shag ghosts <laughs> so I'm not going to try and claim that it's some high minded podcast <laughs> It's great. It's really funny. I think it's a, a good review that the Daily Mail are outraged by it. Or the BBC listeners, anyway. Yeah, um, it, it was great. Oh, here's... Uh, oh, yeah. Your producer said, 
Tory MP Peter Bone pointed out that over 75s who have lost their free TV licenses were now paying for the podcasts. He added, I'm sure the majority of young people would find what they are talking about quite offensive. Fellow Conservative Giles Watling, who sits on the Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee, called the BBC bosses morally irresponsible. <laughs> wow. That's so annoying when people get offended on other people's behalf. Like, Yeah, he could be right, you know, because we, we have about 30% of the listeners are young people. Hmm. And then about 30% of them are in their 30s and 40s and uh, the rest are old people. Oh, how do I get the picture? Have you started oh, drawing? Yeah, yet? I've started drawing. Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so how was dating the artist then? Is that why you hate? Oh, hang on. Yeah. So, sorry, Fern. I'm really sorry. I've got um, That's okay. a delivery. <laughs> One second. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just um, I've been making Christmas cards and I just had a a delivery from the oh. printer. <laughs> um, oh, that's nice. Is that your new job now that comedy's over? Yeah, <laughs> I now make cards. <laughs> Why not? I fucked up my eyes already. My dad taught me to draw and said you should put us about an eye's worth of space between a person's eyes. Oh yeah. Except, mine's are quite. I'm not trying to repeat my material. Mines are a bit further apart. Yeah, I, w- I was not going to say it, but I think they are a bit further than one eye apart. That's supposed yeah. to be um, a sign of being attractive, isn't it? Having far apart eyes. Um, yeah, and it is. And people like Amanda, Sig- how did you say it? Sig- Siegfried? Oh, uh, yeah. Siegfried? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She has far apart eyes. Also just make you look like a big fish, which is more... <laughs> what people from my town <laughs> look like. It is hard to draw someone with glasses on. Yeah. But I went out with an artist when I was um, 18 who was like the best looking guy in my town um, and uh, really talented, um, could do insane photorealistic mm-hmm. drawings. And uh, I really liked the idea of going out with an artist. It was just dreadful like in what it's way? how i imagine it uh well it's how i'd imagine it'd be to go out with a comedian just the sense of fucking specialness that they have about themselves mm. was he quite a sort of up and down person because lots of artists i think can be quite like yeah um, volatile very up and down made me listen to opera music a lot told me the same facts about Caravaggio and Mahler over and over again. God. And How did you meet? Uh, Tesco. He worked in the Tesco bakery. Ah. When he was a... Because he was a student at the Edinburgh Art School. He did his master's there. Yeah. And he did, like... Did you work there, too, or were you just hanging out at the bakery? No, uh, I knew him from uh, working in Bathgate, Tesco, which is my town. And mm-hmm. then when I went to Edinburgh Uni, I was like, oh, that's the hot guy from from the bakery. He's now in Edinburgh's Tesco. <laughs> He's moving <laughs> up in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, I remember telling him I thought, like, abstract stuff was pointless. Mm-hmm. And he was, he explained to me, well, you know, 
people that do abstract art they all have to be good draftsmen to start with mm-hmm. and they all learn to draw really well to to start with mm-hmm. um and then it like explained the point of abstract art but i i think the fact that i hate this x means that um i just i won't go to art galleries now <laughs> you find them triggering <laughs> Uh, honestly i will because he was a he was a bad bastard like a bad <laughs> bad bastard no seriously he was like a, <laughs> sorry i'm not laughing he was like laughing, a bad but... man oh i'm sorry um and i lost loads of weight when i was going out with him from the stress of it i lost God. like i mean that was kind of great um but i didn't realize because i was so sad all the time what's he doing now has he made it as an artist He's... He's still on a check to see if he's died of cancer sometimes because I would honestly love it if he died. <laughs> um, like if he died early. And um, I wonder if he listens to the doing podcast. Those same, huh? Maybe he'll listen to the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he's still doing the same photorealistic drawings and uh, exhibits in Glasgow. I showed it to my boyfriend and he went, He was like, oh, that guy's good. And I was like, yeah, I said he was an artist. I didn't just mean like hmm. someone dr- doing chalk <laughs> drawings in the street. <laughs> Do you remember everyone was in a hair straighteners in like 2004? Yeah. I had these hair straighteners and heat protecting spray. And I don't know why I did this. He had this like massive... Um, chalk drawing in the the flat we shared together mm. he'd done like a triptych of really morbid images of like marathon dancers in the 1920s don't know if you know about people used to people used to do these dance competitions to get money for food and then they would mm-hmm. like um collapse in each other's arms he had pictures like that that he was drawing Wow, uh, it was a really beautiful piece, mm. and I sprayed my heat, my hairspray on it, yeah. and, <laughs> and it all just started melting. <laughs> hairspray is supposed to fix it, though, isn't it? That's what you use. Well, as, like, it was. It wasn't like fixing spray. It was like a uh, like... sort of oily spray <laughs> serum. <laughs> yeah, there. I'm laughing because there was this Mr. Bean film where Mr. Bean uh, ruins. The painting Whistler's mother by oh yeah more or less doing a similar thing yeah so I was like pissing myself laughing thinking of the Mr Bean film and then he walked in (laughs) (laughs) did he find it funny no he didn't (laughs) and um do you know what I worry about as well he done like I was I'm really um against no one did sexting when I was younger Mm -hmm. or casually like the way young girls act again <laughs> so really old the way women are on uh, instagram and stuff nowadays i find quite shocking yeah but i guess we well, just anyway. we didn't have the capacity to do that because we just had snake didn't we on our phones we couldn't exactly like that's true take that's yeah i'm not saying my judgment was amazing sexy because i was like posed nude for his uh fucking drawings mm. and i was like imagine if he like revenge porns me but for <laughs> weird naked art <laughs> and then i thought well that wouldn't be the worst to be honest <laughs> might make me seem bohemian Does, has he still got those drawings then or did you get to keep them 
Did I forget to keep them? No, I, I've <laughs> never. Um, but all and all his nudes are like really grim. It's like people curled up in the fetal position or something. Or, <laughs> um, and he was he was obsessed with drawing hands because they're very hard to draw. And then once you get told that, he starts noticing it everywhere how hard it is to draw hands. To hands, yeah, hands are an absolute nightmare. I'm glad that this picture, you can't see your hands. Yeah, especially in my hands, because I have, like, repulsively large hands. Yeah, I was so going to say. If you drew them, I <laughs> How old are you? Well, actually. In the... mm-hmm. <laughs> how old are you in this picture? I wasn't just uh, asking I'm you how primary. old. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'm at primary school. Yeah. Ear straighteners haven't been invented yet. And 10. Yeah, I think I was 10. And what did you want to be when you were that age? Do you remember? Uh, an artist. <laughs> oh, here we are. It's come full circle. Um, Yeah, for real. That was what I wanted to be at one point. Because my mom was like really great at encouraging extracurricular mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, uh, I saw that actually in one of, I think it was in an Instagram post talking about your hobbies and you said you did like embroidery and stained glass window painting or something. Yeah, stained glass painting and I used to paint jam jars when I was about the age in this photo now, Hmm. I would paint like jam jars and uh, sell them to the neighbours and then I started buying plant pots from uh B&Q yeah and painting them really I was an early proponent of upcycling yeah you're <laughs> and, a shrewd uh, business entrepreneur definitely always been into <laughs> into business <laughs> and um making money independently yeah. so um my mum was used to take me on days out to get pencils and stuff I should really stop like calling her a bitch and stuff because she actually <laughs> Did a lot of very good artsy things. Yeah. You hadn't yet People... called her a bitch on the podcast. So Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I just mean like all other times. <laughs> Is, we, are your parents quite creative then if they encouraged you guys to do that sort of thing? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, my dad's really good at drawing and actually me and my dad used to I forgot about this. Me and my dad used to go and um, paint Beano characters on children's walls in the neighbourhoods. Did they ask you to do that? Or did you just <laughs> break into the houses? <laughs> they asked us to do it because we did it to my brother's room. And then we did such a good job. We did it for someone else. Um. So yeah, my dad taught me to draw it sounds like uh, you definitely would have become an artist had your teacher not been a pervert uh yeah i really feel bad for like that whole class of girls yeah it really uh pisses me off and i really would have preferred i've got this like idea of what art school would be did you go to art school or did you no, yeah you went to lead yeah did I, went to, I, I did um i went to art college in camberwell for a year and then i went to leeds and did english and drama but yeah, art, oh, cool. art school, I couldn't really handle it. It was so, like, very pretentious. It sounds like the boy you dated was quite similar to the sort of general demographic of 
art college. Yeah. But it was fun for a year. I just didn't want to stay there. It felt too sort of vague and like they really valued like conceptual work. And um, I remember asking if I could go to the library to get a book out. And the guy, the tutor was like, don't get suffocated by all the knowledge. Jesus Christ. So, um, fucking hell. yeah, fun for a year, but not my sort of thing. <laughs> um, Camberwell was great for food, though. Well, I don't know what it was like then yeah it was sort of starting to become gentrified i think i think now there's loads more like restaurants and things than there were when i was there but yeah it's a fun place quite an arty that sort of area in new cross and peckham are all quite attract quite creative types yeah i um i don't know if, have you ever seen the series six feet under i'm like really obsessed with it no i haven't it's so good, but it's a thing about a funeral, a family funeral home. But they have a season where the the daughter in it goes to art school. Oh right, and uh, and is just like lezzing off and taking loads of drugs, and it just makes it look great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was that sort of vibe to it as well. But um, where did you you went to Edinburgh, right? Yeah, it was just honestly dreadful. Like, oh really? Um, yeah, I didn't way? really, because the other students, not the teaching, the, obviously, uh, like, it's a great, I went there because I wanted to go to a, a great uni. Was it full of um, poshos like me from the south? Not even like you, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> next level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah, it's got quite a reputation for sort of boarding yeah. school type Sloans, hasn't it? Yeah, I got called a commoner in Freshers' Week and that pretty what? much set the tone. And actually my dad was saying that I used to talk in a different accent when I went there, which really, really? disappointed me. Um, Did anyone from Bathgate go that you knew? Yeah, and they dropped out quite quickly. Um, uh a couple of people did, but they actually discouraged us at school from going there, which is terrible. Um, they tried to get us to go to Glasgow because all my teachers were fucking Glaswegians. <laughs> and um, they were like, you don't want to go to Edinburgh, that's posh. And that really angers me. Cause, yeah. Like, Do you think they sort of it, set you up to not like it? Uh, no, uh, definitely it was the... I was I was so excited to go and then mm. I was in the queue for some Freshers Week thing and then this, this girl went, what's that smell? And her friend went, smells like commoners. <gasps> and it sounds made up. <laughs> but it was just like... That's... And then I was I was doing Arabic. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, it's just mad. It sounds like a sort of Victorian insult. Like no one would actually say that. In... Exactly. And then... um. There was, when I was doing, like, my first day of Arabic class, which I quickly dropped out of, hmm. um, the Arabic teacher, we all had to say where we were from. Yeah. And everyone went round saying, like, Notting Hill, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then they got to me and I was said in Arabic, I am from West Lothian. And the woman was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, well, what the fuck was that? It was just mad stuff like that. Oh my so, God. Um, Where was she from, the teacher? Uh, I don't know if she'd been at Cambridge or something before. Um, oh, right. But then I ended up getting in with a student newspaper mm -hmm. and then the 
friends I made there ended up in a really roundabout way got me in a comedy. I actually met you at my second ever gig. I meant to say that. Oh, really? Which one was that? In Edinburgh? It was... No, no, no. no. I thought you would remember. It was like... Because you were really nice to me. It was like... um, the Chortle student. Yeah, was it in some pub in like southwest London? Was that it? Yeah, and I'd yeah. come down to London. Yeah, so just... did I. I think Jack, Barry and I had got the yeah. train from Leeds and we got to do like a five-minute set each and neither of us got through. And he was yeah. really hungover because it had been his birthday the night before and he was on like a massive come down. And then we just got <laughs> <laughs> we just got back on the train. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. great times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do, that was I only do my remember second that. Gig and you were like, "Oh, you're really good," and I was like, "It was so encouraging." Oh, good. I think it was probably um, only my second gig as well. It was quite early on. Was it like 2009 or 10 or something? It would be 2010. Yeah, yeah, definitely 2010. They um, well, I can't remember what they have at uh, Edinburgh. It's like the improv. The improvers. Improvers. Yeah. Called. Did you never do that? No, I got into it um, just as I was graduating and about to do my postgrad. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend at uni, he's like a, he's like this big time sports writer now. Because I was telling Finn Taylor or like Phil Wang, yeah, they were like your friends with, your friends with him, and I was like, yeah, everyone from uni is a journalist now. But anyway, this. Oh wow, posh guy that I was mates with at uni, he was like, "You should." Um... He phoned me one night and he was like, "I've realised you should do comedy," and he said, "I'm on ecstasy right now at the Telegraph <laughs> party, um, but you absolutely should do comedy." Wow. Um, and then it turned out he'd just been given a tic tac on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Did he like give you the idea to get into comedy? I did. I definitely considered it but anytime I mentioned it to people they were like uh well when I mentioned it to my mom she thought I was like mentally ill because but not in an insulting way like I had been a bit uh I had been quite depressed at uni yeah and she just thought it was like a sign that I was like mad again oh right <laughs> when I said I was like going to do comedy does she still think you're in that phase for Given how much of my comedy is not even remotely to her, my mom doesn't like anything about sex or and is or about how she's a very... bitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> but like loads of my stuff is about like jazz and uh, <laughs> abortion and dark stuff. Yeah, so it would be quite. Well, I'll give you an example of what my mom's like. We, one time we watched the final episode of Sex in the City together mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this, this is what like the kind of thing mothers and daughters do on TV. This is great. Mm. And then the final frame of Sex in the City is like Kim Cattrall being like, oh, and pure coming on this guy <laughs> naked. And my mum went, you see, this is what ruins it. All the sex. And I was like, but it's Sex in the City. <laughs> Sounds like she wants to watch City in the City. (laughs) This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, wait, your dad's a comedian, eh? Yeah, he is, but um, it's still like your parents watching you is always just a different <laughs> dynamic, isn't it? My mum normally sits with yeah. her, her head in her hands. Um, and I can see her and yeah so yeah so how can you deal with that it's (laughs) it's hard when it's stuff that's like about them or as you say like sexual stuff or anything that's like a bit blue but I think generally they understand that it's (laughs) I mean I'm sure they'd rather I was doing something else but oh well yeah my it's it's weird. My dad's a comedy fan. His his uh, wife got him into it, and uh, but his favorite comedians are Ramesh, uh, Ranganathan, mm. um, and like I was on this thing on Saturday night, and he would. I mean, yeah, Jonathan uh, Ross. Yeah, that I was mean, great. At that point, now, I'd, I'm, I'm, almost there's some things I wouldn't even tell my parents I'm on because I think, well, I've done that joke in it and they're just, it's just... Yeah. The only way I can describe being a Scottish Catholic is it's whenever I hear Muslim friends talk about their families, I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much my family. <laughs> Are they religious, your parents? Not anymore, but it's definitely... You feel Catholic guilt? The the bit of Scotland I'm from is like a perfectly preserved thing of 1950s Northern Ireland because most people emigrated from there. My family came over from Belfast and Donegal. Mm-hmm. So attitude to sex and stuff is it's still very conservative in a way that yeah. that is quite old-fashioned, really. Yeah, my mum went to about eight different Catholic convents in Northern Ireland. And yeah, I was sort of taught by a whole host of pervy priests. And oh my god, uh, yeah, it sounds like it was very backwards. Wait, your mum's from there? Well, my mum's from Cork, but she grew up in Nigeria and then Northern Ireland. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, so I've got an Irish passport. Oh, I'm so jealous. Can you not get one? No, it's um. Well, your parents were born in Scotland, were they? Yeah, yeah. I I could get one if I'm married. I think possibly if I married my boyfriend. Yeah. Maybe. Um but my gran till recently lived in Ireland, but it was her dad that came over, so mm-hmm. I'm screwed. Yeah, there's weird rules. I think it has to be like a parent is born there or or a grandparent. Or grandparent, yeah. And mine's was great grandparent. Yeah. How's your picture coming along? Uh, very slowly. I've done it all in red, which is my 
because I didn't have a... Oh, wow. Nice. Sorry, I was looking at... I've done... I think I've done your eyes too far apart. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me see. Can oh, my see? God. That's amazing. <laughs> no, it's not. I, there's something not right about it. I think your face in the picture is, like, leaning down like that. And I've done it, like... Well, it's a cropped right. picture, and I'm hold, putting my arms around both my brothers. So it's a it's a school photo pose where you have to sit at a really odd angle. Yeah, very cute. So did you learn how to draw that fast in art school? <laughs> I don't know. No, we didn't really learn anything in art school. We were just sort of told we were lucky to be in London and got to like do our own thing. But I had a really good art teacher at school who. I guess taught me to paint draw better but I feel quite out of practice it's rare that I would like sit down and draw a portrait um also I sometimes use a projector which feels like cheating but I think lots of artists do that what do you mean like if you're painting on a canvas and you don't want to if there's like a really detailed thing you have to do you can project the photo onto the canvas so it's like tracing but yeah um i was just checking that was yeah that's good cheating <laughs> well no i mean I, I i don't i don't know anything about the art world sounds like you do actually do you own any art <laughs> we got a house in january so we got some prints of this belgian guy called Bruegel. oh yeah him. i don't know him personally right? but i've heard of him yeah <laughs> Well, I think he's dead now, but <laughs> we got I got a really cool print and it's like nine different circles with different people inside it. Oh uh, cool. just drunk and pissing and stuff, but in the olden days, so it looks arty. And uh <laughs> You should do a modern day version, which is like <laughs> <laughs> people in Bathgate now pissing. And... <laughs> yeah. And then um and then the other one we got is called the Peasants' Wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also I got a mate in Liverpool, uh, who's really eccentric and and does drawings. And he did a drawing for me of himself screaming. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna frame that and put it up once I've finished painting the spare room. That sounds great. So none of it very light. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Someone screaming, no, someone not. pissing themselves, some peasants. Yeah, it's quite, um, it's quite dark. And he's doing me another. Actually, I asked him. Well, I'll keep my voice down because this is going to be a surprise gift. There is this artist who, um, did. You know, this is called... going to be released publicly. Oh, yeah, so even though you is... whisper. My boyfriend doesn't listen to podcasts I'm on. Oh, it's because he's upstairs in the That's fine. room. So there's this uh, artist called Louis Wayne mm-hmm. who did portraits of cats, but he was schizophrenic. And as he got, as his psychosis got worse, mm. the portraits of the cats would be like, <laughs> it would be, he went from, you should look it up on Google Images, it went from like normal pictures of cats to the cat being like, <laughs> looked like it was on ayahuasca or something so i wanted to get a, a drawing done of my boyfriend with our cat but i gave it to my mad friend in liverpool <laughs> and asked him to draw it in the style of louis wayne when he had psychosis 
That sounds amazing. Right. Has he done it? Just it? Gets, I'm waiting on it now because, um, yeah, there's Stuart's put the pictures up. Look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really creepy. It's amazing. But I love the colours. Like, yeah, like his, his early pictures are just like, just normal cats. <laughs> <laughs> they all look so disturbed. Oh, that one looks like you. Go back. Go back to that one with glasses. with glasses. Yeah. Cat will work with glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, I, like Actually... the, I like the owls. It's like oh, a, wow. a group of owls sitting on a bed where there's two cats. There's a cat spanking another cat and it's dressed as a nanny. <laughs> that's like your art teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Um, oh that's great I love the sort of different shapes it looks like a kaleidoscope image you know when it all the colours like merge yeah, and to make a different I love them do you know Richard Todd yeah he does great drawings he has uh, really good stories about he used to work as um, Alistair Gray's assistant on murals oh really Glasgow. That's yeah, cool. like he wrote a book called Lanark that gets he... studied on a lot of like literature courses. But he yeah. also, as well as being an author, he was like, uh, did these amazing murals around Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And Richard was his assistant. And Are they still he... visible? As in, they're still up in Glasgow? I feel like I've seen loads I of murals think so. there. Yeah, but... he, he died like. Um, there's lots of like figurative um wall painting. Yeah. Um well Richard was just like casually telling me about it. And I was like, I can't believe this, this is amazing. And he was like, Yeah, except I would go around his house and he would let his dressing gown fall open and <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that involved him answering the door with only a dressing gown and it was always accidentally falling open. <laughs> I feel like artists get away with that sort of thing more than, uh, you know, you're just yeah. an office worker. Yeah, Richard Todd does beautiful drawings. He did something for an exhibition I did last year with art by comedians. In fact, why didn't you do that? Did oh, I, I ask you to that. do that? No, but maybe you didn't know about my art. I didn't know you were the best artist in Scotland, probably at that point. Um, you piss take in such a, a way that is gentle and uh, <laughs> takes me by surprise. <laughs> Thank you. I think I've nearly um, finished. Yeah, I'm pretty much finished, but I wish I had a darker pencil to... Um... Alistair Gray painted murals at the Oran Moor, where you filmed your special. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's a really arty town. Would you want to move back to Scotland? I always think that, and then I go back. Um, I just I wouldn't be able to do comedy there. Um, as much as I want, and also why? Because it's about all the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just there's not enough gigs, and also it's still really um, it's, it's like really politically progressive in a lot of ways but i do think their attitudes to women are um are uh backwards oh really and i don't yeah i don't just mean like 
I'm not just saying that after like having a bad gig. I'm, I mean like, it it sucks having to say this because I want to be like, oh, Scotland's so progressive and hmm. everything, but uh, I just don't think they are when it comes to women. And it's no coincidence that there's still not as many young Scottish women going into comedy. Tons oh, so and depressing. Tons and tons. I know, and it's it's weird because um, like. I thought Ireland had a comparable scene, but they actually have a a really progressive scene for women mm. um, and a really interesting variety of female acts. Yeah. Why do you think that is, that Scotland's so behind? Uh, basically, I think I need to get really, really rich and then make, like, show pictures of my lifestyle on instagram <laughs> and then maybe they'd get into it um yeah. i don't know i met i met this like i done this twitter advert thing last year and they got like girls who were funny on twitter for part of the advert mm-hmm. that they then scrapped and this <laughs> i was i was saying to this girl you're really funny mm. so why do you not do stand up and she was like oh just because it's a pure ready and I was like, oh, my God, that's so profound. A pure ready just means it's extremely embarrassing. Like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> I mean, she's right in a way. She is right. But then, I mean, in London, you don't even have to, you don't even think, or I don't think about being a woman when I go on stage because there's so many. Yeah. Like, so, so many. But I do find there's still clubs like out of town, not London, as you say, but like more sort of rural places when you're in an art centre and you are the only woman on the bill. And I do sometimes feel like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had it so many times where I arrive at venues and they think, if I'm with other comedians, they think I'm the comedian's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had that before when someone thought I was a waitress. I was like standing backstage with, the other acts who were all men and they asked me if I had a vase <laughs> for their flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I had that um a sort of old school comedian that's a polite way of saying sexist. An old school comedian uh tried to order a burger off me up the creek. <laughs> God. Yeah, I've had it at um football as well. Like I play football with I saw yeah good. A load of male comedians and actually Stuart who produces the podcast um I, we arrived together and the woman on reception asked him which pitch he'd booked and said to me look darling I can't let you in if you're spectating <laughs> so uh I said I'm, just... I'm playing really quietly she didn't seem at all embarrassed like she wasn't aware that what she'd said might have been like a bit backwards yeah Anyway, I got it's... a T-shirt printed which said, I'm playing, bitch. And uh, <laughs> no one noticed. That's but... great. <laughs> they didn't know it. <laughs> no, just a little private joke for myself. Quick fire. Oil or watercolour? Um, definitely oils. Um, yeah, definitely oils. Yeah. Contemporary art or old masters? Um, old masters, again, feel quite strongly on that. Milton Keynes or Bathgate? Bathgate. 
Portrait or landscape? No, wait. Mountain key. Oh, no, basket. Um, portrait. Cat or dog? Dog. Piano or cello? Piano. Pooing or weeing yourself? Pooing yourself because the poo can maybe, if only a small bit comes out, can be trapped in your bum cheeks. That is insane to me that you've chosen that. <laughs> uh, can you separate... <laughs> Can you separate the art your from, bum cheeks? From the, <laughs> yeah, can you do it live on Zoom? <laughs> can you separate the art from the artist? Um, no. <laughs> no, and I hate when people do that. I'm still thinking about you pooing yourself. Um, tortured artist or rational journalist? Tortured artist. Talk about or think about art. Sorry, I'm taking this really seriously. <laughs> no. uh, think one... about. But how are they, those are interrelated? Yeah, true. Looking at a painting close up or further away? Looking at one close up because my ex wouldn't let me touch the paintings in museums, <laughs> and that was also another thing. That... <laughs> I like that you're making out that. I mean, he sounds like a bad guy, but the fact that. He wouldn't let you touch the paintings. It's probably well, I also it to be a sensory experience. It's also the sort of general rule that museums and galleries have. All oh, right, that's why those alarms went off. Yeah. Um, private view or view of private? Private view. Art or tech? Art. <laughs> Art or food? Food. Art or oh, wait. Food. Um, Art or books? Books. First kiss. What? <laughs> First kiss. Oh, uh, with a fat goth in a skate park called uh, Chris. <laughs> nice guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but people made fun of me for kissing him. Oh, <laughs> poor Chris. Is that your agent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My agent that went to boarding school in Dorset made his way up to a skate park <laughs> in Livingston. Kissed you and then signed you. <laughs> no. Is what you do, Art? Uh, yeah. And finally, dicks or pussies? I don't like the second word, dicks. <laughs> I love it. It's very like, um, it's sort of cartoony, but it looks, very realistic as well i think it's the fact that it's in red it looks quite um it looks more more cartoony than the actual style of the drawing which is quite sort of realistic i love it it looks like you oh, thank you very much not now like you age 10 or whatever yeah um mine's on pencil wow it's a that's amazing my um nose to mouth lines though are very pronounced <laughs> yeah is that too much i went a bit overboard with the heavy pencil. Needs to get some cheek filler <laughs> to like that that tired face up <laughs> i it's, think um, the eyes are a bit wide apart i think you've made the my eyes are really lovely in that and you've made my eyebrows my eyebrows and eyes are like it's almost like the the eyes i have today Oh, but yeah. with the look of my childhood. But it also is very, um, it's so much more detailed than mine. A lot of my drawings are unfinished. 
Yeah, but I think because I've got all these pencils that are different, like thicknesses, it's easier to mm. do it more detailed. Whereas if you just have one, it's quite hard to get um, do shading yeah. and stuff, isn't it? Um, a star for you, Fern. Lovely Thank work. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're a great advert for Scotland. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry your art teacher was a pervert because I think, well, you still, you are an artist, but you... Um, you could have well, been. I mean, I'd just be in the same position now if I was an artist, except maybe more skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that, then please give us a nice review. Also, listen to Fern's podcast, Wheel of Misfortune, which is available on BBC Sounds. Fern is on Twitter at Fern Brady and Instagram at Fern from Bathgate. I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and on Instagram at McGrath.Annie or at McGrath.Art for my paintings. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Have a lovely week. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire round music by Steve Dunn. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.